there are some people that it's all grace, and there are some people that it's all truth, and neither one is a correct representation of of God, and neither one is effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got to have the tension of both, but the problem is the tension of both is, is hard. everybody. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, sitting here with Chad. And today we are talking about grace and truth, two things that live in tension, yet Jesus was full of both the Bible teaches us. So Chad, talk to us about tensions that we all live with that maybe people don't even realize they live with each and every day. If you know anything about the Gospels, about the New Testament, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Look at how many times Jesus leaves a conversation or a situation and he leaves it unresolved. Hmm. There are so many moments when he just walks off or he tells a story and it didn't completely resolve <laughs> anything and he just walks away. He, he mic drops all the time and you're like, wait, wait, wait. I don't think he's done. When you see those moments where he just walks through the crowd. Uh-huh. He's done. <laughs> um, ask yourself this question. How in that moment is Jesus managing the tension between grace and truth? Um, we've talked a lot in this series about loving people. Uh, this podcast is called Loving God and Loving People. So the question is, in our modern world, how do we love people? And how do we love people who believe something totally different than us? Mm -hmm. And Jesus would say, well, you do that with grace and truth. Well, which one is it? Is it grace or is it truth? And Jesus would say, yes. Yeah. Some of us are grace people. We, um, that's our idea of love. In fact, for some of us, um, the only part of love that we think about is is the grace side. Now, I, ha- I had a conversation recently with uh, somebody, and they're like, I keep hearing this word grace. What does it actually mean? Uh, so real quick, define for us, if, if somebody's not a church person, or, or maybe they're just, they've been in church so long, this word has lost its meaning. Define for us grace, because I don't, I don't think this is part of our common day-to-day language. Grace is unmerited favor. You'd have to think on that one. We don't talk like that. But it's unmerited favor. Specifically, it's getting what you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Functionally, getting what you don't deserve, meaning you didn't earn this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. It's a gift. Yeah. So it's unmerited favor. It's getting what you don't deserve. Specifically, functionally, grace is what love looks like when it meets imperfection, when it meets sin. Frankly, grace is what love looks like when it meets evil. Um, but God's love and the way that we're to love people, it is full of grace. We don't give people what they deserve. We give people what they need because yeah. that's what Jesus did for us. That's, that's amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. That's what that means. God gives me something I don't deserve. When I say yes to Jesus, God gives me forgiveness. Forgiveness by definition means I don't deserve it. 
Um, it's a gift. That's why the word give is in the middle of it. It's a forgiving. It's forgiveness. So God forgives me. I don't. I didn't earn that. Uh, I get to go to heaven. I didn't earn that. I get the righteousness of Jesus. I didn't earn that. It's it's a gift. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. It's what God's love looks like when it meets imperfection, when it meets sin, when it meets when it meets evil. Mm-hmm. Um, grace and truth. Think about the cross for a moment. The cross. Jesus's death on the cross is the perfect picture of the tension of grace and truth. Yeah. The cross is this picture of the truth. Uh, we are more sinful than we can possibly imagine. We are so sinful that God had to die in our place. That's the truth. Grace. Why did he die in our place? Because we are more loved than we ever dared dream. The cross is a picture of my sin and the truth of it and of the grace of God and, and, and his offer of, of grace. And so grace and truth is, is always this, this tension. Yeah. So grace is a gift. Grace is loving. And a lot of people think, okay, if I'm going to love somebody, they just go to the grace side. Oh, I'm just going to be kind and patient. I'm never going to say the truth. I'm never going to challenge. I'm just going to be nice. Yeah, nobody, when you even just hear in the word tension, nobody wants tension in their life. Or we, we try and get rid of tensions, and, and we love to just camp out in one at the expense of another. We want to just live all the way over here, which is simple, easy. I can define it. Tension, that that's stressful, even just that word itself. Um, and, and so to your point, yeah, I'd rather just be in the grace camp and just everything's all good, and I just love everybody, and hey, we're all fine, and let's just be at peace. Or some people go, no, we need to stand for the truth and it's all truth. And it's man, I'll stand on a street corner with a megaphone and yell at people. And, and those are the truth people uh, that don't understand that there, there is in Jesus himself and the way he operated this tension between both. But I think we just hate tension. Yeah. Period. Well, the problem with tension is you have to be wise mm-hmm. because if it's just truth, we just go around smacking everybody on the head with the truth. And we use the Bible as a, as a weapon. Um, if it's, if it's just grace, then nothing God says matters. Um, we just let evil run amok, and, and God's some kind of party animal, and he's all going to work it out in the end. But, but the truth is, right, and the grace is that there is sin. Yeah. Uh, the world is broken and, and evil, and we can call wicked things wicked. That's reality. And yet there is hope. And the hope is Jesus, and that's grace. And we're constantly managing the tension of those two things. And it's, it's not easy. Um, there are tons of things in life that are a tension to be, to be managed. I mean, let's, let's, let's go over about grace and truth with, with parenting. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a moment when, as a parent, you had to practice both grace and truth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you give me an example? Oh, recently. Let's see. Uh, there's there's moments where, as a dad, my kids aren't doing what they know they're supposed to be doing. It's obvious, all of that. Um, and in those moments, I could hit them hard with truth. I mean, I could just crush their spirit. They look up to me. They want dad's approval. They want my praise. They want all that. Um, I, I could just go, let me tell you all the ways you're being terrible as a kid right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know it, but let me just point it out to you. Let me just make it obvious um, Let me help you understand how bad you suck. That's right, right. That's right. And it. And as a dad specifically, I can only speak to to being a dad. It's really easy to crush the spirit of a kid. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, I can help them identify, help them see, help them think, but then also go, "Hey, you made a terrible mistake here. 
and I love you. I'm still proud of you. I care for you. I want what's best for you. And because I'm your dad, part of my job is to help you one day be an adult. And so I need to point out some things that I've been noticing that, that I think are important for us to, to start working on, and let's come up with a plan. Now, I'm still pointing out the truth of, dude, you said you did the dishwasher. You didn't do Like, just this is like the daily stuff in the Watson household. Um, you said you picked up the dog stuff. You didn't do that. Like, come on, man. Uh, you keep leaving this out. Hey, I know that these are your socks, your food, whatever. Just basic, basic, basic parenting stuff. Um, but to do it in a way that's still loving, kind, it's not, I'm going to sacrifice our relationship over this truth. It's, it's no, I'm going to continue to be your dad who you love, and I love you, and I let you know it, and I'm going to bless you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to help do whatever it takes to support you succeeding in life. And I'm not going to ignore it when you're being terrible to your mom. I'm not going to ignore it when you talk about somebody in such a way, or I hear something, or I see something that, that that's out of the boundaries of, of what does it mean for us to be followers of Jesus and, and to be a Watson, to be a, you know, part of this household. We operate under a certain uh, ethic and, and guideline. And, and so I'm going to call that out. Well, ultimately, so right now, so let's, we'll keep going with this parenting example. Right now you're big, they're small. So they do what you say. Yeah. But at some point that's going to change. Yeah. And they're either going to trust you or not, right? So the way that you deliver truth is really, really important. Yeah. Because if you deliver it as a weapon, at some point, they're going to get big. Yep. And they're going to give you the proverbial finger and not trust anything that you say because they don't like you. Yeah. But if you deliver that truth in grace and you realize, and they realize that, uh, you know, you're giving them the truth because you love them. Uh, and it's actually for their good. One day they're big too, but they trust you yeah. because they realize that both grace and truth was part of love. Rules and relationship. Rules without relationship will equal rebellion. Yep. Rules plus relationship over time, over time, will bring about righteousness. Yeah. And I think I think this is the thing that um, I'm going to make up a really broad statement here but that Christian America doesn't understand. Uh, there are some people that it's all grace and there are some people that it's all truth and neither one is a correct representation of, of God and neither one is effective. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've got to have the tension of both, but the problem is the tension of both is, is hard. The tension of both is um, the way of Jesus. The tension of both is I'm willing to be misunderstood. Yep. Um, the tension of, of both is I'm, I'm, I'm willing to let something go unresolved in this moment. Yeah. And, and to get there, based on what Jesus taught, it, it, it begins with there has to be an introspection of, okay, uh, he, you, you shared this a couple weeks ago, the, the analogy Jesus uses of you're going after the speck in your brother, your sister's eye, and ignoring the log in your own eye first remove the log from your own eye. He says, start with yourself and go, yeah. okay. That, that, Katrina was talking about that. Yeah. But yeah, that's in the context of, if you want to gain a hearing, yeah, yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah. Acknowledge. Okay. And I think also there's, there's an introspection. Um, I have to ask myself, okay, what is the truth and what is the gracious approach? And, and to, I'm not going to naturally just live with the tension perfectly every time. No, I'm never going to do it perfectly, but it starts with going, okay, with my kids, how do I be truthful, but also full of grace with my relationships? How do I be truthful, but also full of grace? How do I love this person 
and not use the truth again as a weapon? And how do I also not use love as an excuse to ignore the truth? Because to not be truthful is to be unloving. If you're whatever, like you're walking into traffic and I'm going to go, I don't want to, I don't want to upset Chad. There's a truck coming. He's about to step in. I don't want to upset him. Uh, So I'm just going to be gracious. I'm just going to let him step out into traffic. That is unloving. That would be wrong of me to do. The loving thing would be to go grab you by your collar, rip you, you know, even if you fall to the ground, get a little scraped up and get mad at me, say some mean things, we'll be okay. Uh, that would be the loving thing to do. That's truth, uh, but also there's there's grace in all of that. And to say it's all grace is, is to be sometimes ungracious. Yeah. Well, here, here's the context of grace and truth. Um, and, and we talked about this in the sermon. It's John chapter one, and it says the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. In fact, it says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. So you're not ever going to get any more grace or any more truth than you're going to get in, in Jesus. But let's just think about that for a moment. Rules are truth. Uh-huh. Moses just gave us truth. Yeah. The problem is truth didn't change anybody's life. Yeah. Uh, the bulk of the New Testament is dedicated to that premise yep. that rules don't change people's lives. What changed people's lives is relationship. And when somebody realizes that God died for them because he loves them and grace comes into the picture, suddenly my heart is more open to receive the truth in a way that is transforming. And I think that's the beauty of the tension of grace and 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 truth. The Bible, and, and just for all the grace people, let me just go this way for a minute. The Bible never commands you to be nice. Um, there are a lot of Jesus followers that need to stop being nice and yet still be kind. Mm. Nice is, Ooh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Ooh, I don't want to ever kind is no, I can tell you the truth. I just do it in a respectful and honoring way. Yeah. There's, there's truth people. You need to learn how to be kind, uh, because you think you're a prophet and God's called you to be a prophet and a pastor. Right? Prophet's just about truth. The pastor's about people too. And you've got to manage that tension. And Jesus was the perfect combination of both, of grace and 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 truth. And when you share truth in the context of grace, man, it's powerful. Yeah. Because then you realize the person you're speaking to realizes that the truth is actually for their good. Yeah. And it changes everything. Yeah. The uh it, when, when you look at what Paul writes in, in Romans and in Galatians, and he's explaining, okay, so what's the point of the law? Well, the law serves a, a very important role of helping us realize none of us are good enough. Without the law to kind of be a mirror and hold it up, none of us would, we'd go, I'm a pretty good person because we mm-hmm. all just compare ourselves to each other. You start comparing yourself to the law, nobody can keep the law. It's a battle that you and I cannot win. Me against the law, I'm going to lose 100% of the time. You're going to lose 100% of the time, which is what now drives us to go, I need an alternative. I need somebody else to step in and fight this battle for me because I cannot win it. And that's what drives us to God's grace and go, hey, there's a savior who steps in on your behalf, fights that battle against the law, wins it, gives you the righteousness, gives you the victory, and and, and it draws us through relationship uh, into this new reality of God's grace in our lives. But it's the truth that gets us there. But it's grace that that saves us. It's grace that that rescues us. Um, and then you go, oh, that law wasn't just meant to make me realize I'm a terrible person. It's actually for my good that I don't covet my 
neighbor's ox or my neighbor's wife or my whatever. It's actually for my good that I don't murder. I don't, to Jesus's point in the Sermon on the Mount, I don't have hate in my heart towards another person. It's actually for my good to live life to the fullest, to benefit, to enjoy what God has gifted us with in all of creation actually comes by applying the law in the context of grace. It's not earning. I'm not working for salvation. I've already received it. I've already been set free. Now I get to live and walk in that freedom by applying these things of of truth in my life. If you watch Jesus, who is the perfect combination of grace and truth, again, he's comfortable with things being unresolved. He's comfortable with being misunderstood. Um, I wish I was more comfortable with those things. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've got to defend myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I got to put a bow on this thing and wrap it up. Um, she needed to drop the mic and walk away. Jesus is okay yep. with it being unresolved and he's okay being misunderstood. But, but the irony of, of when you look at Jesus is Jesus doesn't run around yelling at everybody about their sin. Yeah. And yet somehow the church has decided that's the way we're supposed to do it. Yep. Well, the reason that Jesus doesn't do that, it's not because nobody's a sinner. Everybody's a sinner. That's why Jesus died for him, Right. The reason Jesus doesn't do that is because he's smart and he knows how to win people over Mm -hmm. and he's strategic and in that he was very effective. So with the people that knew they were breaking the law, the people that knew they weren't worthy, uh, he befriended them and and loved them. The people that were self-righteous and the people that thought they were worthy on their own, he called them a brood of vipers and a bunch of snakes and dogs, Yeah, right? So Jesus just decides... In the context that he's in, which one is needed? That's right. And so one of the prayers we need to pray regularly is, is what does love require of me? That's right. What does wisdom require of me? And and what does this person need in the moment, in the context of the tension of, of grace and truth? There are moments we talked about parenting. There are moments with my son where I just got to say, dude, I love you. So grace and truth, right? But that's one of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear you talk to your mother that way again. And, you know, I'm just doing parenting right now. This is yep. normal. Um, but I've had conversations, you know, with my sons. Hey, look, uh, you're talking to my wife right now. And I just want you to know I would never, never allow another man to talk to my wife like that. You know, of course, they're just crumbling, right? Yeah. Because I'm basically... That's the tension, right? I'm basically, I will rock your world right now. Yeah. Right? Don't ever do that again. So that's truth bomb. <laughs> that's, just, that's just good parenting right there. Yeah, just to on, put a little bit of the fear of the Lord in your kid, and then and then right before you push them over the edge, then you step back. <laughs> and, then, and then I may go up afterwards and go, dude, um, I love you. You're a kid. Yeah. You just need to learn this lesson. You know, and, and I, I, I make war, right, so that they understand, and then I come back and give grace so that there's— And you make peace. That there's peace. Yeah. And, and I think in all relationships, it's that way. Uh, there are moments when my wife just flat out gives me truth, and it doesn't feel good and I don't like it. But the reason I listen to her is because I also know she gives me a lot of grace. Yeah. Grace gives somebody the ability to receive truth. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many boss conversations I've had where I've said, hey, man, you know, hey, miss, uh, do you believe I love you? Yeah. Of course, now when I say that, whoever I'm talking to goes, oh, oh crap, no. right? Yeah. And they say, yeah, because they know I love them, right? Okay, we got to have this hard conversation. But that's the tension <laughs> of, of grace and truth. Yeah. Uh, because then the conversation's heard. Then it's, hey, this is for your good. I'm trying to help you. Um. 
it's just so important. And everybody wants to lean one way or the other. And so we've got to pray for yeah. wisdom. We've got to say, what does love require of me? What does wisdom require of me? A- anytime Chad says to me, hey, man, I love you as a brother. I'm like, oh, no. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Something's coming. But it's the it's truth is best delivered in the package of grace. It, it's meant to be encompassed with grace. And, and that's how we receive it, to your point. Well, one of the, one of the things that we get in trouble with regularly is we want to give people truth that we have no relational equity with. Mm-hmm. Um, relational equity means there's some trust. Yeah. There's permission. There's uh, some, we, we've earned a right to speak. Yeah. And grace builds that, that trust. Yeah. And so typically if I'm going to say something really hard to somebody, unless I'm preaching, that's different. I just say something hard to everybody, whether I know them or not. Uh, but in the context of, of friendship, I, I'll ask myself, how much relational equity do I have with this person? And by giving them the truth, am I helping them, hurting them? Yeah. You know, all those kinds of things. Uh, man, it requires a ton of wisdom. Yeah. So. Well, and sometimes it just requires even asking. Before you speak, do they want you to speak? Are they yeah. looking for your input? Yeah. Because uh, we give, in the church world, we're really good at unsolicited advice. Let me just tell you what I think, you know, as opposed to, hey, let me listen first. Let me hear where you're, let, let me understand kind of where you're coming from. Hey, would you like to know some of my thoughts on that? Or, hey, do I have permission to, to maybe share some things that I see? Uh, even just simply asking that sometimes goes a long way. And if they say, and give them permission, give them the out. And, and at times it's, again, the wisdom to know, now's not the time to even ask that question, yeah. uh, but just to listen. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Yep, yep. That's the uh, talk Katrina and I shared. Go back and read that again, because you will see grace and truth. Yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not selfish. It's not, it's not rude. Love does not delight in evil, mm-hmm. but rejoices in the truth. Well, which one is it? Well, love is both. Yeah. Sometimes we delight in evil when we use truth as a weapon. Yeah. Because we're delighting in our self-righteousness, which is evil. Yeah. Right? Rejoicing with this truth I think is the way we we go about sharing our faith. Rejoicing in the truth is this. Look, man, I know why you think that, right? I get it. I thought that for a long time. Um, let me just tell you of some things I did in my life I'm not proud of. Yeah. But let me just tell you about the grace of God. So back to the cross. The cross is <laughs> we are all sinners and God loves us all. The cross is we're so sinful that God had to die for us and we're so loved that he chose to die for us. Yeah. We're more sinful than we can possibly imagine and we're more loved than we ever dared hope. And that's grace and truth. And we get to deliver this beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, but man, it takes wisdom and it takes a lot of prayer. So why don't you pray for us, Robert, as we end the podcast today that God would... Help us to love well and be wise in the realm of grace and truth. I was just going to let you mic drop and walk away since that's what we were talking about. Were you? Yeah. No, but prayer's prayer's always a good way to end it. All right. God, thank you for your grace. And thank you for your truth. God, I pray that you give us wisdom as we, it's it's one thing to hear this, think about it, ponder it, talk about it. Uh, It's something totally different to actually apply this in the context of relationships. And so, God, we ask for your wisdom. God, we're grateful that you even instructed us to ask for wisdom. Um, And God, you you say that you would give it. So guide us, Holy Spirit. Um, Help us to know how to do both and live with the tension. 
And, and may we be known as those who are full of grace and, and full of truth, uh, not just one or the other. And, and so guide us uh, today and in the weeks to come, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.